What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day 2. It's September 26, 2023. I'm Trey. That's Mark. How you doing there, Mark? Great, man. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Impeachment starts later this week. Uh, so look out, Joe. Uh, Ted Cruz went on Fox News and said that uh, he he's predicting that the Democrats will replace Joe Biden at the convention with Michelle Obama. So uh, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely the ticket to win an election in American history. Is you, what you want to do is nominate a black woman. Um, <laughs> uh, do you see what went on in uh, Canadian Parliament this week or lately last? Uh, week? Okay, actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I did. I was doing a Patreon thing where I like look at the news and try to make sense of it in, in uh-huh. like real time. And I saw this. I think I saw what you're talking about, and I was like, "What?" And you know, was trying to put it together. So they they had like a Nazi guy come to the Senate, their version of the Senate, and like gave him yeah. a standing ovation or something. So, like you know, you know how Zelensky was here last week, and it did like this. House Republicans refused to meet with him. Uh, you know, he did. Uh, he didn't get all the stuff he was asking for. And you're like, oh well, this can't go work, get worse for uh, this trip to the you know North America can get worse. So he goes to Canada. They have a joint session. Of, uh, they have a session in Parliament where they. Uh, Apparently, Canada has a big Ukrainian population. A bunch of people fled to Canada after, during and after World War II. And they have a guy there. They're like, here's a guy, a Ukrainian-Canadian, who fought the Soviet Union to defend his homeland in World War II. And everybody's like, wait a minute. Who was fighting the Ukraine in World War II? And it turns out... <laughs> right. He was a Nazi soldier, but not just right. not just like a guy got drafted and was wanted to kill, wanted to kill some communists. He was in the Waffen-SS... <laughs> Yeah, that's what is this? So, they wheeled this guy. He's got to be a hundred and two or something, right? He he was ninety eight. So basically, they all got yeah. embarrassed. The speaker uh, resigned his post as speaker. Uh, Trudeau was like trying to pretend it didn't happen, and uh, this ninety eight year old guy got canceled. And, he, and Dude, Poland's trying to extradite him to try him for war crimes. <laughs> ooh, that's a bad week right there. Talk about a roller coaster. Like, hey, I'm in Parliament getting Look, uh, cheered on, but I, but like I like. I don't know. I like, I want to be like, well, you know, they didn't know or whatever. But like you said, as soon as you were like, yeah, he defended his homeland from the Soviets in world war two. And it's like, I know what side the Soviets were on in world war two. <laughs> like, doesn't, it, doesn't that mean he was on the other side? Like, I do feel like they probably should have seen that coming, you know, like, or at least I'm just a, dumbass. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a dumbass graduate of college with a 2.8. And I don't work do this. I don't work in politics full time at all. And I would have been like, maybe I should Google this guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they, all, they always give a huge standing ovation for uh, yeah. It's like oh Jesus Christ. Also with the optics of you know the Azov Battalion Ukraine uses Nazi Nazi iconography and stuff. It's like you what you you'd think they'd be extra careful about that, but apparently Canada has a problem with this. They have like literal Nazi monuments in Ukrainian cemeteries in canada and like one got defaced a couple during 20 in 2020 i think and the police opened an investigation investigation of that nazi statue being defaced as a hate crime and that was embarrassing and mm-hmm. then the police chief was like yeah this is, this is pretty silly it's also a shame that it's still up when the cop is like we should take down the statue it's like okay this is, this is a little yeah. bit weird anyway uh canada often it, it, I, I just enjoy when other countries do this dipshittery too it's just like, oh me hey, too always ones. Yeah. i'm all yeah it always makes me feel at least a little bit better whenever i yeah. see other country but then not not really in this case i guess but like we've talked about before oftentimes i'll say something like that and i'm like all right we're not the only ones but then part of me would be like 
but it does seem like we're like exporting this type of thing. Again, I'm not saying that in this case, but like with a lot of, they do mm-hmm. some, you know, MAGA-esque douchebaggery in some other Western country. I'm like glad it's not America, but then I'm also like, I know where they got this idea from. Though. The, <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, I mean, this guy obviously fled the Soviet Union, uh, you know, in the late '40s. So, like, this is this is a homegrown Canadian problem. We we didn't we didn't have yeah. to do with them building that statue in that cemetery. So, <laughs> I'm, right. gonna, I'm gonna look I'm gonna look Canada on this one. Uh, over here stateside, uh, good news. Uh, WGA got a deal with the studios. The strike isn't officially over, but they canceled picketing until the you know this is just like until the, the con- contract language is dotted and signed. Uh, I'm relieved personally. Um, mm-hmm. They, they, according to New York Times, uh, our we they haven't sent out the actual deal yet, but the WGA email said it was an excellent deal. They usually don't bullshit. They would have been honest and said this isn't great, but it's the best we could get if they were, you know, if they were, it, they would have said that. Um, the New York Times said they got streaming residuals, uh, guaranteed staffing minimums for TV shows, and AI protections, which are all three things the business daddy said we were never going to fucking get. Yeah. They could have given this deal six months ago and avoided the whole strike, but they're coming up on the, uh, the end of the third quarter and they had to tell their shareholders something. And so they, they relented and which is a relief because I guess they finally realized you can't play chicken with the guy who also dies if he swerves. Cause that's essentially the situation the union was in. Right. Yeah. It's uh, like, yeah, what, yeah, there's too much to lose. Yeah. If we, like you said, we would take we're, like, we're fucked either way if we don't get what we want. Right. right. So like caving, doesn't really do anything because right. it's like an existential crisis in that scenario. So you yeah, know, just, just there was only one way out with, with continuing to shrink rooms and replacing more jobs with robots. means you couldn't support the pension and health funds, which means the collapse of the union and the end of the, the end of the being able to make a living in the, in, in our business, which was not going to work. So it was a real get busy living or get busy dying situation where it's right. like, okay, if this is going to be the end of everything, we're going to do it in our fucking terms, baby. <laughs> so like, so, it's like, yeah. So, uh, you think like is SAG right around the corner then? Because the SAG one's still going on. Is this going to be like okay, right. we did this, now we're on to that? Like we got what we want. Maybe the actors get what they want too. Like, yeah, what the precedent said, it doesn't make sense for them to hold the line on the same stuff they just gave. You know, what I'm saying that's that's the reason they did the right. writers guild. That's the reason they would do the writers guild first is because it's the more complicated deal with the more militant union, and so it should be easy. With the other ones, unless they hold the line for AI because it can replace every background actor or whatever. But right. SAG's not going to surrender on that for the same reasons. It's existential. Um, uh, other labor news. Uh, Biden went to Detroit today. Uh, I think it was Detroit. He went anyway. He went to, uh, to walk to UAW picket alongside Sean Fain, the president of the union. It turns out Trump's pro worker event is yeah. that a is that a is that a, 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 a non union factory hosted by some mega psycho owned by some yeah. mega psycho. Uh, so like, it's not even clear, but the, but the, the main, the Washington post on a headline saying Trump doing, is doing a pro worker event. Meanwhile, Mark Levin, Trump, the, the MAGA, you know, uh, influencer is calling Sean Swain, uh, Mussolini compared to Mussolini. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how you could be less clear on this. Anyway, Sean Fain did it, went on cable news today and, uh, said a bunch of, uh, he, he laid it out pretty clearly to Wolf Blitzer, although I still think they're, they're not going to get it. Uh, also, like an underrated asshole on this stri- the UAW strike, I didn't realize this, is Joe, well, it's Joe Manchin because he is technically Democrats, really the Republicans lining up with Joe Manchin. Biden administration wanted uh, something in the Build Back, uh, an element of the Build Back Better Act that would have uh, offered like a $4,500 credit if someone bought a electric vehicle built by union labor, both the UAW and general motors supported it. (laughs) 
and probably would have given the leverage to the union to be like, you can just make these union jobs because you sell these you, the, the electric vehicle plants union because you're going to sell way more electric vehicles. And it's my strike might not might not even be happening if it wasn't for the Republicans and Joe Manchin. So this is like right. uh, fucking stupid. Josh Howley went walk the picket today, which just pissed me off. He, he didn't read his tweet. Yeah. Privileged to visit the picket line in Wentzville today. These workers deserve better pay, better better benefits, and guarantee their jobs will stay in America. Then pass the PRO Act dipshit. This bill has been in front right. of the last three Congresses. Um, it's a it's a law that we it's it's called the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. It would make, give more labor protections, make it easier to organize a union, and like weaken like right to work laws. And I want to see your vote on that, Holly. You fucking asshole. I, I just hate this yeah. posturing with like complete lack no. of substance. Right. No, exactly. I mean, that's the whole we talked about last week or the week before or both. We talk about it all the time. Like that's like the one of the things that drives me the most crazy about them is, like you said, posturing with no substance. And that the fact that they like get away with it, like largely that he can go and do this, get the photo op or whatever. And it hits for his base, whatnot, despite the fact that everything he's done policy wise in his tenure as a senator and everything he will do is mm-hmm. in opposite direct opposition to like regular working people, but they just, you know, say the right bullshit lines, take the right pictures, whatever, and they somehow pull it off. It drives me fucking crazy. I get they want to cover conflict, but you don't have to cover political conflict. You could cover like real world like policy conflict, right? That's the real thing that's happening here. There is a fight here. It's in the UAW and the companies as between pro uh, pro labor, pro worker politicians and anti labor, anti worker politicians. All Jack's Howley's gonna do is crush workers and then yell at them about like pronouns or something and say blue gas, blue, blue collar people don't like pronouns, like whatever, right. like shut the fuck up, man. People have to use, people don't <laughs> need food, need money to buy food and pay their rent. That's the material problem here. And it's like, uh, I find it, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a complete failure. Maddening. Yes, indeed. Yes. yes. All right. With us, as always, tonight is producer Matt behind the scenes doing the things. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you all before we continue uh, a couple of things. Number one, if you would like to see me perform live, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my upcoming tour dates. Come and see me. Thanks to any of y'all that came out uh, to the Ohio shows I just got back from. I know some of you skewers are out there. I sent you after the shows and I appreciate it. I'm in Lexington Friday, uh, Washington State after that and a bunch of other Fun towns coming up in the near future. So go to TreyCrowder.com. Get your tickets now. Number two, also at TreyCrowder.com. Me and Corey Forrester's book, Round Here and Over Yonder, is available now. It is a comedic travel guide. It's lighthearted and uh, hilarious in nature, and I do believe you will enjoy it. So check it out. Also, if you're an audiobook person, me and Corey read the audiobook, and it's very funny. As far as this show goes, if you uh, only watch this show, but you ever listen to podcast, if you have a podcast app on your phone at all, if you would go to that app and uh, subscribe to the show on your podcast app, we would appreciate it. It would help us out. And if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, what you can do is you can sign up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more or go on Patreon and look me up. Either way works. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. We just did one uh, last Friday. We do them every other week. We cover things that don't come up in the main show or things that happen in between, just things we want to talk about. It's a good time. We do skew and A's sometimes. Get your burning questions. We think you'll enjoy it. So if you want to support the show, go to weeklyskews.com slash more. Check it out. Get some more skews in your life. Now, as for the show tonight, uh, turns out Democrats do crime too every now and then, at least 
New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez sure seems to have. And we're taking the firm stance here at the SKUs that we don't like crime and crime is bad. And anybody that does crime should face accountability for it. We know novel concept. I, I personally love cool crimes. This is not a cool well, crime. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Some crimes are rad. I suppose. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but this one, no, this ain't cool. So anyway, there's some uh, lurid and, and, and tawdry details re- involving gold bullion and money envelopes and fun shit like that. We'll get to it all a little later. Halal, halal meat, uh, weird wives, Egyptian carve-outs. It's, 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 it's got it's, it all. Yeah. It's got it all. But first, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone who doesn't think the Swifties will go full Viet Cong on your ass in a heartbeat. That's right. I don't know if y'all have seen it or not, but MAGA is going to war against Taylor Swift's fan base. And I'll tell you what, my money is on the Swifties. I was just on uh, I was just on the damage report on uh, the Young Turks Network this morning. We were talking about this Travis Kelsey stuff. And, and I said, I was like, buddy, I'll tell you right now, I would much sooner incur the wrath of the online MAGA horde than incur the wrath of the fucking Swifties. Like you don't, you don't want that internet smoke, buddy. The fucking, the Swifties will come at you hard. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, Taylor Swift is, it seems dating Kansas city chiefs tied in Travis Kelsey. She attended the chiefs game against the bears on Sunday, which amounted to record breaking ratings for the chiefs bears games. Travis Kelsey's Jersey sales are at 400%. It's all the rage right now in the football world, and conservatives are pissed off about it, not only because Taylor Swift went full woke when she took on Marsha Blackburn and is out here trying to register her uh, her fan base to vote and other such commie things as that, but Travis Kelsey recently made a vaccine commercial and a Bud Light commercial, so mm-hmm. you know you got a woke storm forming here, Mark, and they're not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one of the most, I guess the culture war grist mill must be, you know, fed, but like, this is the dumbest fight to pick for all the reasons you just outlined. Like, like her con, the prices of her concert tickets got hearings in Congress because people yeah. were hearing from their kids. <laughs> all right. So, but like, to give you a sense of what we're talking about, Tommy Lauren made a video where she wished they both get myocarditis from the vaccine. Um, Clay Travis posted this tweet. Let me just read it to you because it's magnificent. Clay Travis, Clay Travis is like a conservative sports influencer, for, for like yeah. a better way to, to put He's it. He's unfortunately a Tennessee guy. He started out as like a Vols reporter in Nashville. Then mm-hmm. he made his own website and he started doing all this MAGA shit, which of course led him to exploding. So he's like, like you said, he's like a MAGA sports dude who yeah. I hate. So he says, Travis Kelsey is doing Bud Light and COVID shot commercials. He needs to fire all his marketing agents, or he needs to just go ahead and cut his dick off, become a chick, and endorse Joe Biden. All right. So, Trey, is it gay to score a touchdown in an NFL game where your team wins by 31 points, then leave on the arm of a pretty lady? Right. Super gay. (laughs) Yeah, that's they've all been they've been doing this thing where like they're caught like they're like trying to infer that Travis Kelsey is like a beta male pussy or something. I'm like, dude, 
He's like 6'5", 240, runs a 4'5", 40-yard dash and would, like, destroy any of you. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like a fucking Navy SEAL and is a future Hall of Famer in the most masculine sport in America, and you're, like, calling him a queer because of his new girlfriend? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, it's wild, it really, dude. It's wild. It really up upended like what traditional American understandings of masculinity are like there's like literally no, nothing I know it has nothing to do with sexuality but there's nothing less air quote gay than like playing NFL football <laughs> right <laughs> and and gay in the way that they think of it like being offended or whatever but like it's like it's just utterly bizarre and like you're right T- Taylor like she posted one Instagram on Sunday and thirty five thousand people registered to vote but after seeing this stuff that's gonna go up like tenfold like yeah and in, in, oh yeah. In 20 years, we're going to have a, a, a social democracy where the Kansas City Chiefs are America's team. And your grandkids ask why, you're going to be like, well, it all starts with Jake Gyllenhaal and Joe Jonas being tough to date. <laughs> what the fuck happened? So I'll say this, and I've always, I feel like I've pretty all, I've pretty much always gone to bat for Taylor Swift a little bit. I've had arguments with people over the years where I'm like, listen, dude, she writes her song. She's fucking legit. And I'm not just like pandering to the Swifties. I have always felt that way. My wife's a big fan, but I saw a video the other day. It got clipped out and put on the internet. And I guess there was some big Taylor Swift documentary on HBO or one of those streaming things. And I didn't watch the whole documentary, but this was a scene from it. And it's her backstage with her people, her reps and stuff talking about how she's wanting, she's wanting to come out publicly against Martin, call Marsha Blackburn a bitch. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. and go against her in the state of Tennessee and like her people and her dad, especially are like, you please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. It's like you're, it's so divided right now. You can't piss off half of your fan base. Things are going great or whatever. And Taylor's like, no, fuck that. She don't hit for me. She hates women. She's anti, like, I can't stand by and just watch this shit anymore. I have to say something. And then she went out and did and then became like, you know, the biggest record breaking uh, concert touring artist in 30 plus years or whatever after that. So like, Fucking go Taylor Swift, man. Like, I respect yeah. that. That hits for me. I like that. Probably some conservative teens out there who had, who had to choose between agreeing with their parents or go up following Taylor, and they fucking chose Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, like Nick Adams, like, had the weirdest, the, yeah. we the guy we make yeah. fun of a lot, had the weirdest take. Like, I heard that Taylor Swift's Eras tour is struggling to sell tickets, and that's why she's, like, pivoted to woe. It's like, bro, you don't know. The tickets are, like, $7,000 a piece for that shit to sit in. Also, that's why she pivoted to woke. I thought you go woke, you go broke. That's what I'm saying. Go woke, go broke, right? She went woke and broke all the records after that. So, clearly something is amiss here. Yeah, like it's like it, I was, I'm very cynical about celebrity stuff. Like if that, if that I saw that clip you're talking about. That's her own self-produced documentary that I'm sure that's part of her manicured public interest. Like, not that she wasn't taking a risk or whatever. I'm not judging that, but also like this right flirtation yeah. with Kelsey is tied with like a co- rollout of her concert to her film. Uh, I anyway, whatever. She, the point is, she sways she sways the public, and like Saturday Sunday's Chiefs game where they were playing the fucking Bears, who were the worst team. On mm. earth, in every sport. Yes. Well, <laughs> had, the Denver Broncos might have something to say about okay. that. And in fact, they play this Sunday, Mark. So tune in, everybody, okay. to see who is, in fact, the worst team in the NFL. But yeah, the Bears are real bad. Real, real, the, real bad. The Bears game on CBS 
do the highest rating of the week for any network in the mm-hmm. uh, uh, for any gay NFL game, which means NFL is the most popular show on TV. So with any TV show, had 24.3 million viewers turn in. That was not to watch the Bears. That was because no. Tay-Tay was waving in the box next to Travis 100%. One ball. of the worst games of the week. I mean, the Chiefs drilled them like 45 to 7 or something like that. It was never close. So, yeah, it's 100% just because – Taylor Swift was there. And it, she was on, yeah. I saw some NFL podcaster make the, make this point that she was on the NFL red zone. If you don't follow football as a show that just shows like score, almost about to score plays uh, channel just shows like flips from game to game. Uh, Taylor Swift was on the NFL red zone more than the jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I was watching red zone while I was on Yeah. Cause that, that game was in the second window, I think. And I yeah. was back in my hotel room waiting for the show to start watching Red Zone. And, yeah, they were gushing over it. Because the NFL, they fucking love PR. They love any kind – you know what I mean? Like, they're all about that shit. So, they're fucking licking their chops right now. They were loving it. They, they were cutting mm-hmm. to her every other play. But, yeah, I just think, like I said, I you know, I ain't worried about Taylor Swift or the Swifties or any of them in this big battle they've got brewing. Like, I think, I think they're going to no. be fine, you know. yeah. Uh, Tommy Lauren's going to fight a, uh, a bomb in her mailbox. Uh, probably 50 yeah. bombs in her mailbox. But yeah, if yeah. Taylor gets myocarditis especially. <laughs> yeah, bomb with glitter in it. Uh, yeah. All right, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is anyone whose biggest dream was to vehicular homicide a sperm whale. What? Donald Trump, everybody. <laughs> Hit it, Matt. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning than hitting a whale with your boat. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning than hitting so a whale. So we also, we talked about this on, on Young Turks earlier. It's like, and after, right after this, he goes on this thing where he's like, it's not boats that are killing whales. It's windmills. Windmills yeah. are killing whales. And you're like, what the fuck? There's so many what the fuck things about that where it's like, I tried to put it together and I was like, okay, in general conservative philosophy, like boats are sweet and windmills are gay. Right. And bad. Uh-huh. So like it can't be boats that's killing whales. It's the windmills that's killing whales. But then at the same time, it's like, but whales are gay. Like, aren't like, like save the whales. That was like the hippie admonishment for years. Like, look at this, save the whales ass motherfucker. And now they that's care what, about what's killing whales because it's windmills that are doing it. Like what? <laughs> there, there was a old, there's this old Simpsons episode where the the high school bully the bully school bully Nelson uh, was wearing a shirt that said "Nuke the whales." Yeah, <laughs> and, and Lisa asked, "Why would you want to nuke the whales?" He goes, "Got to nuke something." That's essentially been America's <laughs> America politics for like the last fifty years, and now they pivoted to loving whales just because windmills. It's like they just want whatever's right. worse for the environment. Whatever's like, worse for the environment. That's what's saying their own nihilism oh it's just like the birds we've talked before apparently according to them windmills are just on uh fucking bloodlust death spree against our uh, against our world's wildlife out here because we've talked before about how they're like these windmills are murdering all the birds and we said then it's like y'all don't give a fuck about birds you take whole trips just to shoot as many birds as you can you're talking about windmills like it's so ridiculous yeah. So yeah, they, like I did, I, I did watch the rest of that clip, and Trey is right. What is he's talking about is windmills keep get, killing uh, uh, whales in uh, the, the you know uh, Atlantic Northeast. But like, because some whales did wash up on shore near like a wind farm, but they they 
all somebody to do is look at it and be like, this, these whales get hit by boats. They already looked into it. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like, but conservative media, this is back when Tucker Carlson, this is back in January. Trump's remember, half remembering a news story from January when Tucker Carlson was still on the air. He went all in on this, like, wind, wind farms are killing whales shit. But, like, this is a speech. I just wanted to talk about this because, like, Trump's going crazier and getting dumber at a rapid rate but because right. yeah no no one just wants to talk about it because they want it to be an even race with biden or some shit but like so this is a speech he was giving gave in south carolina during which he appeared to think he he remembered running against jeb bush in 2016 in the primary and talk shit about beating his ass but then confused him for being george w and being the president yeah. who led us into right. iraq right uh, then he mixed up Biden and Obama. It seemed to think that he beat Obama in 2016, even though Biden he beat Hillary, who's neither Biden or Obama. Then he said he was worried that President Obama, meaning Biden, might lead us into World War II. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird- and yet, and then yet, they're like, "You're really going to vote for Papa Joe Biden? He's going to be 82 or whatever. You're really going to do that?" And it's like. Are you seeing this motherfucker? That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's always framed as like Democrats are worried about Joe Biden's age when it comes to facing Trump. And I'm like, Trump is what, two, three, maybe four years younger than him, but he's old as fuck and also is insane and stupid. Like you said, like, and it's clearly getting worse. And somehow he just dodges all that. I know we talked about it on a previous episode. Some people are like, well, he's got a childlike wonder to him (laughs) or whatever. But like, what the fuck are we talking about, man? I want to talk about this Biden old story that I read today that infuriated me. Nothing because he's old. We all know it. Like the, the time right. to, to replace him, like he'd have voluntarily stepped down six months ago and named replacement, but they don't have anybody waiting. So we're just locked into this roller coaster. It is what it is. He seems fine. I hope he doesn't die. If he does, we'll be fucked. It is what it is. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. That, like, so this after this speech, Trump went to a gun store and they showed him a Glock. I think it was a nine millimeter with a, uh, had his face carved in the handle. And he said, I want to <laughs> yeah. buy one. And a yeah. social media manager posted it. Then a bunch of people were like, uh, you know, indicted felons can't buy guns. That's against the law. So they deleted it. Uh, this, this is basically the same crime that Hunter Biden is going on trial for, by the way, this gun store is the same one. It's called Palmetto State Armory. That's that uh, that sold the guns to the Jacksonville shooter. The guy that killed three, yeah. uh, three black people at the dollar right. general. Right. With the gun he painted a swastika on. That this is the same fucking gun store. I don't know whether he chose it for that reason, but like it's still bad optics and bad like if this would be this would be a scandal if Biden did it by accident, right? For sure. No one's even asking right. if Trump did it on purpose. And this but so how is this race being covered with a guy who's crazy, dumb? Trump Trump <laughs> He went online this week. He retweeted a bunch, reposted, sorry, retruth, whatever you call it on True Social, a bunch of QAnon content, then posted a statement saying that uh, NBC should be put out of business and the people that work there locked up. And then he said that General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs outgoing, should be executed for treason. And then (laughs) this article, Axios, this morning, uh, Scoop, Biden's team don't let him trip mission. This is a very long story. That's a that's a story. Yeah, it's a, that screen grab was from the Patreon episode, Matt. Um, this is a very long story about how the White House is having Biden wear sneakers more and having him enter Air Force One from a lower door that's treated like the Pentagon Papers. 
And then the 27th paragraph is like, oh, by the way, also Trump is insane. He tra- he said that the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs should be executed. Right. This is the same weekend. Cassidy Hutchinson, the former White House aide, is going around promoting her book. Now, I don't know how much to believe this lady. But according to her, during January 6th, when the <laughs> protesters on, t- on TV were chanting Mike, hang Mike Pence, he was chanting hang Mike Pence along <laughs> with them. <laughs> And yeah, I, I don't know, dude. If it's and just Joe like Biden the, wears sneakers. Joe Biden wears right. fucking sneakers. Well, it's I don't know if it's just that thing we've talked about so much where it's like they don't have any very many legitimate things to like glom onto. So this is just what they land on because they have to they have to have some kind of drama and controversy and muckraking and all that. And when there's not that much else, but whereas with Trump. It's just a litany of things. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like, so it's like his old dumb insanity somehow flies under the radar because they need something to make him look like, you know, a favorite against Joe Biden. So Joe Biden's old, so that's bad. So they can't talk about how he's old or something. I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird and it's frustrating because yeah, I'm worried too. Like I mean, you know, like you mentioned, I think last week, like. You know, I don't want to get into another RBG situation, but with the fucking White House, you know what I mean? Like Joe Biden right. is old. You never know. And that mm-hmm. that don't hit for me. But like there's one other there's going to be one other option. And he's also old. And uh-huh. in addition to that, he's an insane dipshit. So right. there's your choice. You know, like, yeah. I, I, just, I don't understand do wanna, it. Do you want to take the risk of Joe Biden dying or do you want to die? Those right, are basically yeah. your choices. Right. And yeah. This is like, like, it's also like, I will tell you guys if the impeachment uncovers some real corruption with Hunter or whatever, I will fuck, I'm not going to like do propaganda, but there's like, Joe Biden's the old fashioned kind of corrupt where you take camp, you solicit campaign money from credit card companies and then write financial regulations in their favor. That's right there in front of you right. if you want to write that story. Like no. when it gets back when he was in the Senate from Delaware, you know, that story's boring to them. Like right. legal corruption is is bo- legal corruption is boring to them. Anyway, let's talk about some illegal corruption. You want to? Well, I was about to say you said <laughs> you know if he does some shit, we'll tell you. There's proof's mm-hmm. in the pudding right here. Uh, we right. got a Democrat senator who's done some shit. Uh, yeah, we're so talk about it. Bob Menendez, senior senator from New Jersey, longtime scumbag, appears finally to be caught dead to rights in ways that like aren't really deniable. He's been tried. He was indicted and tried for uh, for corruption in 2015 and got off on a hung jury. Uh, and then the DOG, the DOJ declined to reprosecute because the Supreme Court decision was handed down, handed down in the meantime that basically legalized all but super explicit corruption. Well, here is some super explicit corruption. Basically. <laughs> What Menendez was doing, he started dating a new lady a few years back. Her name was Nadine. She introduced him to a friend of hers, uh, an Egyptian, uh, Egyptian-American <laughs> businessman named Wael Haina, who is, has close connections with the Egyptian military and intelligence uh, uh, apparatus. And they, they, they got hooked up together, and they basically gave her a no-show job with a halal meat exporting company. And in exchange, gave them a ton of cash, a Mercedes, and gold bars. All right. His house was raided. Pretty sweet deal, man. (laughs) His house was raided last fucking June. I I don't I find it incomprehensible that everyone else didn't know about this, that they just pretended it didn't happen. Maybe the rest of the Senate didn't know, but the DOJ know, and they should have like given somebody a heads up that this was coming. But so they, they got they got uh, envelopes full of cash, 
with DNA on it from the spit of a guy named Daibis. Sorry if I'm pronouncing the name wrong. If we have any Egyptian, uh, uh, this is a, d- a different Egyptian guy. The guy, it has this guy, Daibis, turn address on it, plus his spit with cash in it, stuffed into a, uh, hidden in like a jacket pocket in, uh, in Menendez's closet. What he was doing is basically Hana was was under indictment for some other shit. He was trying to control who the DOJ appointed uh, federal prosecutors were in this like uh, district. So to try to have leverage to get the case dismissed by protecting uh, uh, Daibis. So and and Hana and I like Menendez has been so close to getting got so many times. Like I assumed he was a really smooth operator, and then I read this indictment. And like I'm like, of course he was an idiot. He was like testing Egyptian and military officials. Do you want to bribe me today, Winky Face? Right? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, goddamn, man. It's so e- like, it's so easy to just do straight up fucking crimes. And like, well, that, well, that's was- the thing. It's like you know he must be fucking up in some regard just by the sheer virtue of the fact that he's like getting called at it. Same thing with Trump. It's like all the shit he's. It's like he did that in front of all of us. You know, most of it. it's like it was right out in the open, and it's like. That's what it takes. It's got to be egregious when you're uh-huh. at like that level of power for it to, for, you know, for you to actually get caught doing it, you know, which means you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he basically what he was doing for them, besides trying to def- defend them from prosecutions, was he said something, he's, he's, the, he's the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and we make sure we, that we gave more military shit to Egypt, which is a pretty sweet deal for like, Four hundred eighty thousand dollars in cash plus, you get a bunch of free American weapons or cheap American weapons. Yeah. Um, the, the halal thing, like, look at this Google search. So he went on a trip to Egypt to meet with these people. He came back, and like the first thing he does when he lands is he Google's. Throw this up there, Matt. How much is one kilo of gold worth? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Jesus fucking Christ! This isn't the how first bad time. is bribery. Yeah. Has any senator been caught for bribery? What, yeah. what are the sentencing requirements for bribery? Yeah, just but like this scam has sub scams because they they gave her the no show job working at basically a, a half existent halal meat exporting company. Nadine was pissed off; she wasn't making enough money at her fake job, so <laughs> she complains. <laughs> She complained to Bob, who complained to Egypt. So the Egyptian government gave her an exclusive contract to export halal meat to Egypt. The USDA was like, wait, you can't have a monopoly in America. We have laws against that. So, so they tried to stop it from going through. And Bob called and yelled at them. They're like, ah, fuck you. We're not paying attention to this. They still stopped the monopoly from going forward. So but so she was still pissed they weren't paying her enough. So they just bought her a Mercedes. That's the, the feds found in, her, in their garage. But she was texting him about all this business, and he had to tell her, stop texting me about our crimes. And she immediately called him. That's now, funny. Is it is this one of those things where, like, was the halal meat getting to Egypt? Meaning, like, was there also some company who just does that all the time, who was like a subcontractor? You know what I mean? Where they were like, hey, she's going to take this cut, and you guys do your business, and we're going to guarantee you the contract. Or it was, like, just none of this even happening. You know what I mean? It's just like an on-paper thing. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I didn't see any of those details in there about like whether or not any, any meat was actually moving. I'm assuming some meat must have been moving. Otherwise, who, why you needed a monopoly? If you're just sending money, you can just send money right. and send receipts saying you bought meat. But like, if you guys, oh, oh hello, I should mention, if you guys, uh, 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 you know, uh, don't live under, uh, you know, aren't into Sharia law. Hello is, uh, <laughs> basically, it's just a, like, it's like a Muslim version of kosher. My understanding is it just means the meat was butchered as painlessly as possible. 
so the item wouldn't suffer. Sure. Uh, and all is cool, guys. No one talks about that. All right, go ahead. Well, I'm not, you know, <laughs> not down with any kind of religious fundamentalism at all. Right. But like in New York, they have these carts. They call they call they call them halal trucks, right? That's because because mm-hmm. all the meat on them is. So it has nothing to do with like the spices or the prep. Or, well, you know, it's just got to be prepared right, like Mark said. But based on those, I will say it is flames. Whatever they're doing with, uh, I don't know if it's the halal part that makes it mm-hmm. good. I assume it's not. It's all the other parts they do. But I am a pretty big fan of uh, of those halal maybe, trucks. <laughs> maybe chicken and goat and lamb taste better if they're not scared when to kill it. I don't know. Maybe. Like I used to, yeah. in, when I lived in Queens, in New York, I lived next to a, a, a halal butcher shop, and I would just see them unloading the chickens every morning. It's pretty cool. Uh, not, for the, not for the chickens, of course. Um, so his defense, if you're wondering what it is, uh, one, one, he tried to play the race card. Uh, mm-hmm. The first thing he said was, it's not lost to me how quickly some are you rushing to judge a Latino and push him out of his seat. But he, he's been in Congress since the 90s. He was elected to the Senate in 2006. He's one of the more powerful people in the Senate. You represent New Jersey. Nobody's coming for you because you're Latino. No. <laughs> but this video clip, I want you to watch this because this is this is really galaxy brain defense for reasons I'll explain even more thoroughly in a second. Third, for 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Now, this may seem old-fashioned, but these were monies drawn from my personal savings account based on the income that I have lawfully derived over those 30 years. All right. He said, I'm just a poor immigrant. Who doesn't mm-hmm. trust banks because of my cultural background? Right. How dare you yeah. guys judge me for having a half a million dollars hidden in jacket pockets in my closet? All right. right. Yeah, it's like rednecks of- burying their money in the yard or hiding them in couch cushions or something like that. Right. Because you know, they don't the way, trust the banks or whatever. He's on the Senate Banking Committee. So, <laughs> well, who better to be on the banking committee than somebody that doesn't trust banks enough to, you know, bury the their context, money, Mark? I would agree. <laughs> But if you know some shit's about to go down with the banks, Bob, you got to fucking tell us. Well, that is true. I guess, yeah, that's your whole job on there is to keep them from doing the shit you're saying you're worried about them doing, you know? Right. (laughs) So add to this, like, he's not the first Cuban-American politician to do this in our, our, you know, our red bait fucking political environment. They, like, he, he was born in New York City in 1954, five years before the Cuban Revolution. All right. His parents fled the Batista regime. And the idea that they, like, pretending that communists or anybody confiscated all their property, and that's why they're scared they'll have to flee and take money with them is ridiculous because his mom, his family was blue collar. Like, they didn't have anything for Batista to confiscate. But he was like, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio do this shit too. Both their families fled the Batista regime, but they'll do this rhetorical sleight of hand where they'll go like, um, uh, my parents were Cuban immigrants, period. I know the horrors of socialism, period. Mm-hmm. Those are two separate thoughts, but they act like the two things are connected. And I fucking, <laughs> you fled a right-wing kleptocracy. That's what you fled. Castro might also be bad for different reasons. But don't pretend that your personal backstory is fighting communism, because it's fucking not. Um, right. By the way, his defense of the having the $480,000 in cash in jackets, he doesn't mention the gold bars or how he got them or why the gold bars he got, he's, he said in text that he got from Egypt, he was selling to another Egyptian guy who was apparently on the scam and knew to give him cash. It was a way for them to smuggle 
a bunch of cash in a suitcase without having it being cash. All right. Right. <laughs> um, but the whole, I'm just, I'm just Cuban thing reminded me. Remember when uh, Andrew Cuomo was accused of sexual harassment? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He goes, oh, and I'm just like, very Italian. <laughs> yeah, I'm Italian. That's just what we do, you know. Like, yeah. Get a little handsy, you know. Yeah, spaghetti people. That's how we are. We're touchy feely, a little sexual assaulty. You know, it's part of our yeah. culture. And if you wonder who the victims of this are, okay, one of the things he helped, you know, besides you know the Egyptian government being a horrible dictatorship where it presses its own people, who's helped getting them more weapons, which would have more power to do that. Uh, I didn't realize this. Egyptian intelligence was a very apparently uh, involved in J- the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. You know the guy who uh, yeah, Saudi right. Arabia they cut his head yeah, off in Turkey. The journalist, yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't know that Egypt uh, had anything to do with that. No, me neither. And one of the reasons we might not know about that is Bob Menendez tried to keep it quiet. Um, Ooh, I damn. guess the Saudis stopped over in Egypt to pick up some drugs they used to I don't know drug Khashoggi before they cut his head off, um, and <laughs> he gave. He had the intel on this and knew it was going to go public in the media and the news and gave Egypt a head up. He'd be quoting, the senator's wife gave a heads up to an Egyptian official, quote, so you can prepare your rebuttals. Um, Menendez, because of his position as a head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, also had like a de facto veto on uh, a policy towards Cuba. And he basically, like one former Democratic congressman was like, basically every time we passed a bill to loosen sanctions on Cuba, it would be dead on arrival in the Senate, and we could never really tell why. Now, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Menendez has a pr- principled objection to the Cuban government through all its iterations and policies over the last 50 years, even after the USSR fell, Castro died, all that shit. But the thing about being for sale <laughs> is no one knows when you're right. actually exercising your principles. Right. Yeah. Few people have suffered. Well, that's died the thing about integrity. This asshole. Yes. You know, that's the thing about integrity. It's like you got to maintain it or then you don't have, it's like your virginity, really. You lose it and it's gone. You can't get it back. Like you said, so it's like if, once your integrity is questioned, every move mm-hmm. you've ever made retroactively becomes spurious in nature. You know, which because is, of that. which is why he's got to go, right? He's right. got to fucking yes, go. Right. It's like it's like a, was a, the, we quote the brilliant Tyler Childers lyric: "It takes twice as long to build bridges you burn." Right? Uh, but like, there's a weird, weird pushback here. Isn't coming from Senate Democrats who like dithered and took too long to do anything about this, but are calling on him to resign. There's a conspiracy. Th- there's some of the dinguses for before the Senate Republicans, even though the Senate has some dinguses. Uh, Charlie Kirk said the DOJ indicted Senator Menendez to create the appearance of impartiality so they could continue their jihad against Donald Trump. <laughs> Molly Hemingway, who's a conservative uh, opinion writer, who's an absolute crackpot, quote tweeted this. Uh, uh, some guy said Menendez is always corrupt, but only seems to get indicted when a Democratic administration is capitulating to Iran. She said, yes, interesting pattern to this. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Like <laughs> attorneys are attorneys yeah, well, general or the last two democratic presidents have tried to put Menendez in jail. And your theory is it's cause he's too, he's too close to taking out the deep state. This guy's getting gold bars from Egyptian intelligence. All right? right. Well, it's like the whole, like that and the, uh, Oh, they just wanted to appear fair because of their whole deal with Trump or whatever. And it's like, all of that is just like, right. Or maybe, it's because he did that shit and he did it in a very public and uh, and stupid way. And thus something had to be done about it. like it never it's like it never enters the brain that like 
something might have just actually happened. Like with Trump they, or with this, where there's always got to be some ulterior motive or explanation for it or, you know, some kind of weaponized politics or whatnot. And it's like, maybe he's just been getting bribed out loud for a while and something uh, had to be done about it. You know, maybe the, consider the possibility the department of justice thinks it's bad for a sitting U S Senator right. to help Saudi Arabia and Egypt to get away with cutting the head off of an American resident. Right. <laughs> who writes for the Washington post. No, nah, that, that can't that, be it. Is that <laughs> something? No, anyway. I can't be it. Hunter Biden's involved with this somehow. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uncover it any day now. So to their credit, Democrats finally, he was indicted on Friday or became public on Friday. Uh, he's, by the way, turning himself in tomorrow to be arraigned. Uh, a majority, I think, of Senate Democrats, plus Bernie, who caucuses with them, is technically an independent of call for him to resign. But they they took too long. Like the only one that went quick was Fetterman. Of course he did. He doesn't care a shit about give a shit about wearing cargo shorts. He doesn't care about your he's not friends with this guy like the rest of you. He hasn't patted right. their back at a fundraiser. So uh he's the first one to call from resign. <laughs> he's also put out a statement because Menendez had given money to his 20, 2022 campaign. He said, quote, we're in the process of returning the money in envelopes stuff with hundred dollar bills. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah, also, he's cheeky. He's cheeky, yeah. that and I appreciate it. What Menendez said, he he kept afforded eighty thousand dollars in cash for personal emergencies for household emergencies. Fetterman uh, posted, "We keep flashlights with batteries." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, a good one. That's a slam dunk. To to his to his credit, Sherrod Brown went second, and the gates opened this morning. Uh, but then Chuck Schumer has been defe- defended. Uh, Menendez said that he's a dedicated public circuit servant. Buddy, read the indictment. He's not a dedicated public public servant. He's fucking all about. He's he's cash rules everything around this motherfucker. Um, they're not. He, he might be quietly trying to push him out, but he hasn't done anything publicly. And Saturday, a third term rep by the name of Andy Kim from New Jersey announced he's going to challenge uh, Menendez in next year's primary. This guy seems cool, like a decent guy, really earnest, believes in public service. So. He's probably got no chance in New Jersey, but still, I'm rooting sure. for him. Um, yeah. But he made the point: How can we ask Americans to vote against an indicted Trump, but for an indicted Democratic senator, especially with evidence this damning? And the thing is, New, New, Menendez won with like 53 percent of the vote. It's like 53 to 43, so it like wasn't close, but also it's a bare majority. New Jersey should be a safe blue state, but Menendez isn't popular because he's been well-known fucking crooked douchebag for the entirety of his career. Um, he was primary in 2018, last time he was up for election, by like a county clerk who had no money and got 38%. People in New Jersey are sick of this fuck. Push him out. Um, but the right. thing is... It's one of those things where it's like they're just... The establishment's not propping anybody up to go against him. In fact, the opposite is true. But like, right. the, And a Democrat in New Jersey is going to win the general every time. But in the primary, you know, the people are basically screaming like, please someone other than this motherfucker. <laughs> Yes. But that, but that, but yeah, that hasn't materialized yet. I think you need two thirds of the Senate to vote to, to vote to expel a senator, and like they might get, they got more than half of Democrats. You'd think well, you get every Republican, but no, they're taking Menendez's side. Tom mm-hmm. Cotton posted this today: Senate Senator Menendez has a right to test the government's evidence in court, just like any other citizen. He should be judged by jurors and New Jersey's voters, not by Democratic politicians who now view him as an inconvenient to their hold on power. Rubio said something similar. McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy over in the House called for Menendez to resign over the weekend, but then backtracked today. I guess they had a meeting and decided it's good to have him around, maybe to have him to hold him up as a comparison to Trump. I mean, you know, I mean, I could see that, like politically, the idea that like 
it would be better for us, the Republicans, if this dude stuck around and wasn't you know, brought to account because of his crimes, because we could point out as long as he's around, we could point at him and be like, yeah, what about that guy? Even though like uh-huh. they are the ones who helped keep him there in the first place. It doesn't matter. You still point to him and be like, what about your boy here? He's still sitting there. He's still got his job. What about him? Yeah. They, so the, the real question is like, cause he, 2018 was the time to push him out because he would, he had, it was the, the first election after he'd almost been convicted by a federal jury uh, uh, under federal charges. And the party stood behind him. Cory Booker endorsed him. Hillary Clinton went to a fundraiser, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, see, it, I don't like, like that. I don't. I don't. I don't care for that because it's like it, it. Because it drives me. I've said a lot. I've harped a lot over the years about how I wish like Democrats stuck together more. And I point, but I've always mean like with shit like with Al Franken or something, or you know what I mean, or some like sort of like like culture war controversy or something, and we'll fucking turn on each other in a heartbeat, which has always driven me crazy. And, I, you know, and I was like, say what you will about the right, them motherfuckers stick together. Like, it don't matter if you fucking, you know, was a fucking, you know, rapist pedophile judge, they'll go to bat for you or whatever. Right. It, you know, it doesn't matter. And I'm not saying we should defend that i'm not saying that but we could have a little more solidarity on the left instead of picking each other apart all the time but this is not what i meant like when there's actual you know crimes involved then it should be the opposite you know because we do like you said that's the thing about integrity you know what i mean like if somebody's breaking the law they should be held to account just the same as anybody else you know yeah i mean i, I don't want to relitigate frank because we're running out of time but like the thing is like republicans have it easier when it comes to this shit because people having no faith in government is good for them right so having a government be full of right. a bunch of corrupt assholes they could point to be like see government we should fucking destroy every federal program and, and and you know and cut everybody's taxes and just everybody get a gun and you're on your own right so that's like so i don't like frank got replaced with a senator who's fine it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want people to go to the doctor. I don't care about Al Franken's resume. He's doing a podcast. He's having a good time. Um, so in 2000, like think about when I talk about Menendez being crooked for a long fucking time. All right. Skip, forget the 2015 charges where he, he was basically charged for uh, also for bribery there. He was doing favors for a Florida eye doctor for some reason who gave him a bunch of expensive gifts and free travel. Um, he basically, <laughs> tried to help this guy. This guy's name was Dr. Melgan. And he helped this guy's business interests out by intervening with a government agency over a Medicare billing dispute. He also helped him get a contract in the Dominican Republic. He also helped foreign nationals get visas to visit Dr. Melgan in the U.S. Um, he was also been accused of corruption since at least 2006 in the state house, where he apparently funneled some federal money to a nonprofit and siphoned some off. And 2012 is accused of hiring underage prostitutes in the Dominican Republic. That was likely horseshit ginned up by the Daily Caller because the girls later said the Daily Caller paid them to say he had sex with them. So that they, let's forget that one for a second. Politics is fucking scummy. Um, so after Bob beat the charges in 2015 with a hung jury, uh, he called Trump. It wasn't really him, but Trump... It was was stuttering John from the uh, the Howard Stern show. He called Trump. He got put through from the White House to Air Force One because Trump was so excited to talk to Bob Menendez just (laughs) because they love being corrupt together. Here, listen to this fucking call. Hi, Bob. Hey, how are you? How are you? Congratulations on everything. We're proud of you. Congratulations. Great job. 
You went through a tough, tough situation, and I don't think a very fair situation. Uh, that there was actually a prank call. All right, you comedian John. Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> like what else? What does he like about this guy? Other than it, it wasn't even the guy; it was a comedian pretending to be the guy. But what does he even right. like about this guy? Ostensibly, outside of just his overt corruption. He's That's like, it. You're doing great That's things it. in the corruption game, Bob. You're really showing them out there, man. You're fucking breaking all the laws and sticking around, buddy. That's what we like to see. So speaking of how much he liked, uh, likes Bob, Trump likes Bob, after Melgan was convicted of Medicare fraud later in 2017, Trump commuted his 17-year sentence. Uh, just some more Menendez corruption shit. Menendez relieved, received at least two donations from the People's Mujahideen of Iran before, 20, uh, before September 2012 back when it was listed as a foreign terrorist organization. When you're getting campaign donations that have the, the check has both Mujahideen Muj- and yeah. Iran in it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not I, a good look, Mark. Not a good look. I, I saw this. According to the Senate Historical Office, Menendez is the first sitting senator to be indicted in two unrelated criminal matters. He's, statistically speaking, the most corrupt U.S. senator of all time. <laughs> and because so the reason far. being, usually the first time you're indicted on serious charges, right? You, you don't fucking come back. Resign. Yeah, it's, right. It's you don't come because back it's embarrassing that. to the party. You don't get reelected. Well, that's the thing. It's like we talked about that. Like that used to be the case. It's like there used to be. Uh, I mean, they were all corrupt behind the scenes and doing a bunch of bullshit. And everybody, we all know that. I'm not saying they they weren't, but like if you got caught with something for the longest time in American politics, like you were fucking done. You know, mm-hmm. and like that's just how it was. I mean, it would bring up Howard Dean all the time. He just said some weird shit on the campaign trail and got fucked out of it. You know, like, it, but that used to be sort of the standard. But I feel like Trump and the MAGA thing and all, and I know this guy's a Democrat, but like, that's just not a thing in American politics anymore. Like, you can, you know, you can uh, get caught yeah. doing the shit we all expect you or all suspect you might be doing behind the scenes. You can get caught with it and charged with it. Mm-hmm. And still just keep your job and keep your power and everything. Uh, evidently, my my real fear here, like I, I guess you got to we got to triage him in some order. But he he causes Democrats to lose New Jersey if he manages to hang on to a primary. He switches parties so he isn't expelled from the Senate and fucks up the next two years of government. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it hands you know uh, Senate Majority Leader back to Mitch McConnell. Uh, he just drags the whole party down in this muck for months. Uh, I just like, this is so fucking weird and gross, man. It's just like, just go away, dude. Why do these people, why do they let him stay in power so long? He's so entrenched. They can't, they can't really get rid of him. Why is there no such thing as shame anymore? Yeah. (laughs) And why did no one see this coming? Not just since, you know, he took the Mujahideen money. He was accused of the underage girl thing. True. Not true, but whatever. The fact that people thought it was credible is fucking weird. Um, cause he does a bunch of other crooked shit. The fact he almost got convicted by a federal grand jury before of bribery and they kept helping him get reelected and now he's tied around their neck. Yeah. And it's just like, just let the guy go. He's not, right. not sending him to a gulag. You're sending him back to New Jersey. Are you right. saying that's worse than a gulag? Well, you know, <laughs> no, Jersey's great. Love Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Matt, put some, uh, I know I told y'all we were in a little early, but fuck it. What's four, what's four minutes going to matter? Matt, put up some questions and comments if you got them. I got a party to go to, y'all. We're a fancy party. A fancy party. 
would be the yeah. biggest piece of trash there. But uh, if Adrena uh, comes but, real, Trey will know in two yeah, hours. I'll find <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, well, that clean slide of me. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you're talking. Oh, like I, it kind of you kind of can't help but wonder in situations like that. Sometimes it's like, does he is it he knows where the bodies are buried type thing? You know what I mean? Like he knows too much or something like to to for them to go after him publicly. Poo picker upper says, Trey, I saw your show in Toledo, brought my sister-in-law. It was great. Thank you very much. I know you maintain a very high standard for entertainment, Poo picker upper. Uh, I love that we but, have a show where basically we just get to go and all worry about the state of American democracy for an hour every week. And we have uh, viewers who call themselves poo picker upper. Yeah. <laughs> state of the union is strong. On you, 10 on YouTube said Nixon, LOL. I don't know what that was in response to when I was saying people used to be held accountable for shit. Cause I mean, he uh, was ultimately, he, uh, Michael Levy says, that's why your hair is combed. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. I don't ever comb my hair. All I do is just put, run my hand. Shut up, Michael. Uh, <laughs> I've been self-conscious about my hair lately, Mark. I know you don't want to hear it as a bald, but, uh, my hair has not been cooperating with me as of late. And it's been pissing me off. I had tremendous hair for a long time. I guess it's starting to thin out. I'm pushing 40. I don't know, but it's not been, it's not been doing me right lately. Thank you for noticing, Michael. The the Roan says, hit the like button. Thank you. Yes, I always forget. Smash that like button, YouTubers. Subscribe. Tell your friends, your mom and them. Leave us a five-star review on your podcast apps, all that stuff. Connie Stating says, fancy. All right, Matt. I see what you're doing. See what you and the fans are doing. Listen. He's got a, he's got a button-down shirt on. I wanted to shout out this story because it made me laugh. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene got a little bit of a well, – she basically just got roasted online over the weekend. She – Posted like people basically saying Jewish people happy Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur was yesterday, and she used a photo of a menorah, which is a totally different holiday. That's Hanukkah. Mm. It's also just like I personally have fallen in this trap before because I don't really know what all the Jewish holidays are about. Sure. I basically, only yeah. know what Jewish holiday is happening when there's no traffic going down to Hollywood. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, yeah. But like, so I've wished people a happy Yom Kippur before. So I had to text my friend Elizabeth, who watches the show sometimes. Hi, if you're watching Elizabeth, who's Jewish, and be like, "What do you?" So I know the Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. So what do you actually say to people? I know there's a Yiddish thing to say that, or a Hebrew thing to say that I don't understand and probably wouldn't pronounce correctly. But like, what's a day of a, it's a day of introspection. So you can just play, have a, have a, have a nice day of introspection. So, yeah, okay. So that's what, <laughs> that's what you yeah. say. Anyway, right. Mar- Mar- Taylor Green didn't have a Jewish friend to text is what my point is like. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> of course not. I got all the spice lasers, man. Yeah. You got to be hanging out with them. Anna LA says Yom Kippur isn't happy. Yeah, I, I know that now. Yeah, yeah, Mark figured it out. But see, I would never tweet something like that because I would be self-conscious about, uh, yeah, everybody's letting you. It's funny. I feel like you guys wrote these comments before Mark finished his anecdote. Just just said, <laughs> don't say happy Yom Kippur. Easy fast, Virginia Hall says. So there you go. Say easy fast. Hope yeah, I would be so self-conscious yeah. about what I don't know about the Jewish faith that it would prevent me from like tweeting something like that in the first place. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, we had a, there's a synagogue. Around Maybe the you have an apartment. easy fast. Yeah. Now I know what to say. So, uh, uh, there's a synagogue around the corner from my apartment, uh, that I walk by, I walk my dog every day. And, uh, they had secure that armed security yesterday. So that's, uh, that's the main thing I know about it is it's very yeah. scary to be a Jewish in America right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's not entirely new for them, but it does seem to be getting worse uh, lately. Thanks, Kanye. Now, listen, much love to all our, all our <laughs> Jewish Canadians, Canadian statues. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening. Listen, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my ticket, uh, my tickets for my tour dates. And uh, 
get the book around here and over yonder. Subscribe on Patreon. Get on there, patreon.com, and look me up, weeklyskews.com slash more, $5 a month, full-length bonus episodes, a lot of fun shit, support the show. And uh, But the main thing is, you keep coming back every skews, D, and we will too. We'll see you in seven days from now. Love you, bye. Skews.